want apple juice. Lucas wants apple juice. I know, I heard him can say I that. Can I have apple juice? Yeah, you can have apple juice. Can I have soda? Yes, you can have soda. Can I press that button? No, you can't press that button. Why? Because that's going to play the theme song. I'm not ready to start Click. the pot. Gutman here on High Pod. I'm Dad. Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. Another rhythmic opening. Bump, 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 bum, bum. Thank you so much. Once again, it's another Friday. It's the midst of June. It's 2022. Whether you found me on any streaming service, anyone, we're there. Uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff. You may have found me on HighPodOmDad.com. It's the official website of High Pod. I'm Dad. All the archives are there. Uh, so be sure to bookmark, check it out. Uh, 120-something episodes. It's nuts. I've been doing this for a long time. And even before that, highblogomdad.com. Two new blogs every single week, Monday, Wednesday. I've been doing that one since 2017. Uh, lots of sharing, lots of telling you guys about my life, over 500-something posts today. So, yeah, thank you so much for all your support. I can tell you how much that means to me. It's been a great week. It's been a big week. Kind of week where you... You buy new placemats and throw out the old placemats. So one of those like toss out the placemats a week. Uh, just kind of starting over, feeling fresh, looking for things that you want to fix in your life and uh, and doing that. And both of my blog posts this week dealt with that. Both of my blog posts this week dealt with kind of, I don't know, new beginnings, pride in, uh, in myself and in my kids on Monday, I actually wrote one. I wrote one called, uh, Some Days My Special Needs Son and I Do Nothing, dot, dot, dot. And that's okay. And I loved writing this one for a couple of reasons. First, I got to kind of brag about my kid. I get very excited when when Lucas does wonderful things. As you guys know, my son uh, has autism. Um, sometimes people get confused by what that means. I know some people call it severe autism, however you want to put it. Uh, but he's nonverbal, and he does struggle with you know, a lot of life skills that other people might be, you know, easily handling at this point, especially at his age. He's 11 years old. We took part in the Empire State Games uh, last week. Now, the Empire State Games, for those of you guys who don't know, aren't the Special Olympics, but they're, they're similar in that they're for physically challenged participants to go out there and showcase and run and do different events. And Lucas has been doing this for years. And to be honest with you, I am embarrassed because I never realized the extent of what these things were. I didn't know how important they were. I didn't know what big of a deal they were. And I didn't go to them. You know, they didn't have them last year. Uh, but before that, you know, still married and all this other stuff. I didn't understand what they were. This year I did. And I got a credit. person I went with, I went with uh, Christian, who's Lucas's best friend. I went with my girlfriend, Lauren, who is his mom. She has been on top of this stuff for years. I mean, I've talked about Lauren here before, but Lauren is pretty amazing. I've known Lauren and her son since, you know, my kid was like two in the special needs, autism friendly, I guess you can call it, uh, preschool that we were a part of. And I was still struggling with, you know, ex not accepting my son, but just accepting the fact that we were in an autism school, the fact that this was life, because you're still at that point hoping that one day he's just going to start talking and then you leave. I used to be worried 
that we would tell people he had autism. And then one day he'll just start talking and then be like, why did you tell everyone I had autism? Like, I don't know, dude. I thought you did. So you're still kind of dealing with that is he, isn't he type of idea. And as I was, here is this like beautiful woman who has this child in the class and she's the class mom. Class mom. It blew my mind. I always used to think about that. Like this woman is the class mom. Like at a time where I'm still even just dealing with the fact that this kid has this situation that I'm dealing with. So she's always been on top of these events. She's always known things about, you know, what's important and what's not. And she knew it about the Empire State Games. She told me, she was like, you have to go to this, you're going to see. And I'm so glad that I went because it was fantastic watching him, watching him with his class, watching him just be happy. And at one point he was on the, the starting line to run and I'm like waving my, I'm like Lucas and I'm waving from the bleachers with, with my camera to try to get him to get a picture. He looks over at me, he just walks over. He, he walks off the track and he comes over to the gate and he just like looks at me I'm like, hey buddy. And then he looks over and the head of the special ed department who he loves, this woman is like a few, a few people down. He walks over to her and just kind of stares at her. And I was like so happy and I was so proud of him. I can't even begin to tell you guys how proud I was of him that day uh, and then that night we had his first ever sleepover with christian where they slept over which is something that i never imagined he would ever get to do and again did a fantastic job he slept pretty much through the night woke up in the morning had breakfast they played on their ipads together it was fantastic it was everything i had hoped it would be everything i didn't think we'd ever get to do so we got to do that the gist of this blog post though was to talk about how the next day we did um as i've taught my daughter accidentally. Uh, we did ungats. She loves that term. She likes that and she likes stuna. Those are her new favorite Italian terms. But that's what we did nothing. We did nothing the next day. And there would have been a time that I would have beaten myself up about it. All these things that needed to be done. I got to teach him how to talk. I got to do all this stuff. But some days you don't need to. You just can just chill out and we chilled out. So that's what I wrote about on Monday. So that was an exciting one to write about. Now on Wednesday, I turned the focus over to me, which I haven't done too much. Sometimes I feel weird about it. Um, you know, write about yourself a little bit. But I also like to write about myself because I kind of feel like if I'm going to share the trials and tribulations of my son, uh, and at times my daughter, I got to do it for myself. It's only fair, right? So I wrote about some of the things that I've gone through in life. And I'm not a real big listing of my struggles type of person. I don't use it. I know people who do that. They list everything they've been through. That way they could put it in an email and kind of fight with somebody about, you don't know what I've been through. Guess what? Nobody cares because I've, I've learned even if you've been through the worst things in the world, even if like a meteor hit your house, as soon as you yell it to somebody else, they don't care anymore because now they're mad and they have their own stuff. So you turn around, you, you don't know what I've been through, man. A meteor hit my house, man. And they're like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, my dog needs medication. So we're all going through something. And you're like, what? But that's how it works. People don't, they don't want to have your problems screamed at them because they don't, then they don't care. So I try not to do that. And on top of it, I don't really like to think about what my issues are. I don't like to remember them. I like to just deal with them and move forward. So it was, for this post, it was kind of out of character. And I kind of talked about some of the things I've been through. And I've been through a lot. When I turn around, I look back in time. I had a quintuple bypass at 35 that I could have easily not had. You know, I went to the walk-in the walk-in at first, you know, they said I was having a heart attack. They brought me to the hospital. The hospital didn't detect I was having a heart attack. They tried to send me home like three times. I had this one doctor ask me if I did heroin and Viagra. It wasn't until I insisted they gave me an angiogram, which I don't know if, how many people actually ever do that, that I went in they found out that I was completely clogged. And I was told by a doctor that I would have been dead at 40 if I didn't do that. So I think about how easily I could have been dead at 40, which predates all these wonderful 
things that have happened in my life. I would have been dead before they even happen. It's pretty crazy. I talk about, you know, my divorce. As you guys know, I've been through a divorce. I was married for a long time. Not only was I married for a long time, but I was with my ex-wife even longer than I was married, like eight years before my marriage. So my entire adult life, I was in that life, you know, since 1997, I was in that life. So to move on from that was a major change for me as well. I don't talk to my family, um, my birth family that I grew up around. I tried to hold on to certain people, didn't really work out, a lot of toxic situations, a lot of side talk and, you know, talking about people, all these things that really just hurt my head, hurt my heart, all that stuff, especially after my heart surgery. I didn't want to have that type of stress, you know, and it gets pretty you know, pretty ruthless, to be honest with you guys. There's things that I don't talk about my childhood. I've, I've given you guys a few stories here and there, but uh, my childhood was, uh, was pretty rough. And I don't, I don't share a lot of that. I don't know if I ever will. I might not. I don't know. But there was a lot that I went through. So I had that. And then I had, you know, obviously my son. I know my son's nonverbal. People hear that. They go, oh, it's a, yeah, I guess. But uh, that's something else that people would use um, as something to be sad about. I've had friends die. My best man from my wedding died. My best friend growing up died. Uh, this girl I was best friends with in elementary school died. And then a slew of other people, like a disproportionate amount of people have passed away. And I've dealt with that. And that's been very difficult every single time. Uh, diagnosed bipolar a few years ago and dealt with that. Now, I wrote about it on Wednesday for one specific reason. And that's because I haven't let these things stop me. And I know that people often say to you when they hear what you've been through, like, you're so strong. How'd you go on after that? And I always kind of found that to be kind of a, a strange question because you don't just die, you know? Like if, if something bad happens in your life, like, you know, my, my son's diagnosed uh, nonverbal, something that people hear and they think that that should be like the, the final straw for a person. And it's like, I don't really understand what you're supposed to do the next day. You know, because you have to keep living, you know, are you congratulating me on not killing myself? That's a really weird congratulations kind of a thing. But as I've gotten older and as I've, you know, thought about it more and more, I kind of get it. People give up life at a certain point. You know, if you go through something terrible or something that you perceive to be terrible, you can just stop, stop going out, stop trying, stop, you know, making achievements, stop showering, whatever you do, you can just stop doing anything. And just give up. I'm done. I'm done. Life is too hard. I'm just going to live on the couch. I'm going to just deal with it this way. And people have done that. And I think about it, and I know that I could have done that. I could have done that after the heart surgery. I could have done it after the divorce. I could have done that after the diagnosis. I could have done that after the deaths of friends or not talking to my family. All these different things that I could have used as a springboard to just kind of give up. And had I done that, I wouldn't be where I am today. And today, I'm happier than I've ever been in my life. Right now, in this moment, I'm in a good place. I'm in a good place, you know, in my personal life. As I said before, we have, I have Lauren, I'm Christian in our lives, we have friends that I talk to. I'm closer to friends that I've had than I've ever been before, people that I talk to, and I feel, I feel good about that. I'm open with people a lot more. And when you're like that, and when there's honesty, and there's, there's truthfulness in, in what you say, it's... It's better. It's better for you. It feels better. People gravitate to that more. Uh, so personally, I'm doing great. Professionally, I'm doing great. I work with onthestrip.com. If you guys can check it out, it's a, it's a great website. Great people. I love all the people there. It's a Las Vegas travel site. I'm, I'm very proud of my work there. I'm the managing editor of that site. Uh, on top of it, I'm, I'm still doing work 
uh, freelance work for different places in terms of writing, but also I have some projects coming out that we'll be able to talk about soon. So professionally, things are going really well. Things in my family are going great with uh, with my daughter, with my son. As I said before, my son is living his best life right now. I couldn't be prouder. Uh, my relationship with my daughter is great for a, for a girl who's 14. We shouldn't get along as well as we do. I mean, there's definitely times where I'm like, what is wrong with you? But by and large, the way it could have been and the way I expected things to be, especially after a divorce that I was scared about, uh, never really came to fruition. She's been fantastic. We've been working well together too. Everything's great. And I wouldn't have had that if I gave up. I wouldn't have had that if in 2012, I was like, I've had a quintuple bypass, man. I'm done. This is what I'm, I'm going to lay in bed. Can't move. I can't deal with it. Now, there's people that genuinely, you know, it genuinely knocks you out. It genuinely stops you. I get that. But with me, I've never really worked like that. I always feel like I want to use these obstacles to kind of make me stronger. You know, I talk about being diagnosed bipolar. I know a lot of people who would take a diagnosis, some sort of mental health diagnosis, and use that as a justification to stop trying, you know, stop going out, stop doing anything. What's the problem? I'm bipolar, man. What do you want from me? But for me, it was an exciting moment because now I finally had a name to put on this kind of emotional roller coaster that I sometimes went through. I'm not on any medication. I don't take anything. But now I know what my triggers are. And I know, all right, look, I need to sleep. I need to eat. You know, I can't worry too much about these things. I got to push this out of my mind. And I have. And I've, I've used that diagnosis to make myself kind of a better person, more well-rounded um, and better at approaching things. So for me, I don't know, these obstacles and these, these issues that we all deal with have really been beneficial. They've helped me to live my best life. They've helped me to be a better person. They've helped me be happy. And I'm happy. I'm very happy. And that's the most important thing. And you guys know, if you go back a year ago and you read some of those blog posts, I wasn't happy. You know, I'm not one of these people who's lived my life like, you know, happy, happy, joy, joy. It has been a real struggle. So I'm proud of where we've come. I'm proud of the work that I've done. I'm proud that I haven't let things pull me down. I haven't let people pull me down because here's the most important thing that you need to know. Nobody is ever going to tell you, hey man, you really should live your best life. You might have people in your life who think that way or people who are supporting you, but no one's ever going to tell you what you should do in terms of being happy. That's up to you. You have to be happy. You have to make the choice to live a happy life. And that's why I've made that choice to live a happy life. And I think the thing that really gets me is how easily I could have not, how easily I could have given up, how easily I could have just let it all go. I know people who've done that. I've seen people do that. Throughout my life, I've watched as people do that and kind of you know, relish in this excuse that they've been given by the universe, but there is no excuse. My son isn't an excuse. My mental health is an excuse. My heart is not an excuse. At the end of the day, I just want to be the best I can possibly be. And I want to live this life the best I possibly can. And finally, I can tell you guys that I really feel like I am. And I'm happy about that. So do me a favor. If, if anything from the writing that I do, take from this the fact that nothing should ever hold you back. At the end of the day, the only thing you have is you. And the only life we have is the one that you're in right now. Nothing exists except for the present. So use this to give yourself everything you want. Because once you're done, you're done. You know, you want to go skydiving? Go skydiving, man. You want to you wanna be happy? Be happy. If you're not content with where you are, stop being there. If your life presently isn't happy, 
do what you can to make it happy. Talk to the person you're with, try to fix whatever the issue is. And then if you can't, then make your major changes if you have to. But your number one priority should be your happiness because when you're happy and when you're content, everything around you works out better. You'll see. It has for me. Hopefully it will for you too. So thank you guys once again for listening to the show this week. It means a lot to me. I appreciate it. Thank you for your support. Drop me a line. Follow me on social media. Hi, James Gutman. That's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. That's where I am. Uh, you can drop me a, an email. Yeah, write to me, man. Hi, James Gutman at Gmail. I'm, I'm, I'm there too. You can hit me through the contact form on highblogomdad.com. There's tons of ways to get a hold of me. So get a hold of me. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Until next time, this is James Gutman saying, be well. Bye, bye. I'm done.